Bill Conley from ESPN released his returning production rankings, and CCU ranks pretty highly. They got a lot coming back on offense and defense, a lot of their passing yards and uh, you know defensive statistics coming back for the 2024 season. What does that mean? We'll talk about that more next. It's Locked On Horn Frogs, your team every day. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Horn Frogs, your team every day. We're free and available wherever it is you get your podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts in its audio form. So Bill Connolly is a writer for ESPN. Uh, he used to be a writer for SB Nation. And through the years, he's come up with his own formula for measuring efficiency, for basically measuring a team's strengths and weaknesses on offense and defense. It's called S&P Plus. And so he's got different stats that he factors into this ranking. Um, and it just – tells the story of how good a team is. And sometimes it's a little misleading given their record, uh, but it kind of speaks to winning and losing games on the margins and those types of things. He also does a series every offseason where he talks about returning production. And basically it's not just uh, the snaps themselves that are coming back or looking at, okay, you know, how much experience the teams have coming back, but how much returning production do they actually have. So when you factor in the numbers, uh, what teams did on offense, what they did on defense, the players that contributed the most, are they coming back for another season? And in college football in general, I mean, when we're talking about which teams do we think are going to have big years, what's the biggest deciding factor in if teams are going to be good, even in the transfer portal era, there's still a heavy emphasis on veteran teams. I think especially for teams like TCU that are recruiting a little bit more on the margins you know, the height of the development cycle, those years where you have a lot of guys that are in their third or fourth season or even second season of starting, you know, most of the game, starting every game, playing a lot of snaps, that's when you're going to be at your best. So TC ranks pretty highly um, in these returning production rankings. They come in at 21st in the nation. Uh, they have 71% of their production coming back overall. And when you split it up between offense and defense, 63% of their production is coming back on offense, 78% on defense. And, of course, you know, with passing yards, Josh Hoover is coming back, so a lot of that is going to be there on offense. And in the passing department, the running game, you're losing pretty much all of your rushing yards with Imani Bailey, but you do have Trey Sanders coming back, um, and you also have Cam Cook who's going to slide in maybe as your new starter uh, after he got a little bit of experience as a true freshman. You know, Trent Battle and Corey Wren have had some uh, chances as well. So that's a pretty unproven room. But from a receiving standpoint, I mean, Savion Williams coming back, Josh Huber throwing the ball around, Dalen Wright made some plays, J.P. Richardson. So you have a lot of production on offense. Now, I think the key for the offense is going to be, and I've said this before, and I'll kind of beat this drum all year, uh, what's, what is this offensive line going to look like? Now, you're bringing in a lot of new faces, both from guys that you think are going to start right away, like Bless Harris, possibly uh, Carson Bruno and Kate Bennett. Um, Colton Deary is coming back, so he should be someone that slides in, maybe at that center role. And then you have some maybe some depth pieces as well, like Remington Strickland, who didn't play a lot at A&M, but has been in that program for a while. 
um, and some other guys that you brought in that have kind of been on uh, maybe second team for most of their careers, but they've been at power five schools. So you're trying to find the best five and get them on the field. I guess the reason I have pause about this O-line, I was pretty optimistic about last year because I believed in A.J. Ricker as a coach, and I thought I thought John Lands would be better than he was. I, I thought that Andrew Coker and Brandon Coleman could be really good anchors of that O-line. I, I think Coleman held up his end of the bargain for the most part. I think Coker struggled at times, and that was a problem. But the interior was an issue all year long. Uh, you know, Willis Patrick, I, I think it was a big jump up from the FCS level to Power 5 football. I mentioned Lands wasn't who I thought he was going to be. Um you know, they, they kind of mixed and matched with Colton Deary at times, um, and it just didn't always work, right? Like, didn't have much push in the running game. I thought they got better as the year went on in pass protection, but that was still an issue at times. And you're really scrapping the whole thing over and starting again this year. I mean, it's going to be another new-look offensive line. So how quickly can those guys gel? How well can they play together as a unit? I think that's going to tell the story of the offense this year defensively, a lot of returning production. Now, I do wonder how much that matters when you're talking about a new scheme because Andy Avalos is coming in. I think that's going to be a helpful thing long term. I do feel like there's going to be some growing pains, though, as guys figure out, okay, what what's my new role? What am I being asked to do? What are my new responsibilities? That learning curve is going to play a factor into the defense. But as we've kind of parsed out through the offseason so far, a number of you have said this, it can't really be much worse than it was at times last year under Joe Gillespie. I felt like there were games where they were solid, but there were also just some complete clunkers where they were from start to finish outmanned and outmatched. And I mean, the Colorado game to start the year, that was rough. Oklahoma to end the year, Kansas state was rough all around, but just couldn't get stops when you needed to. And in some games couldn't really get stops at all. And that was a huge factor during last year's season. Other uh, new look Big 12 teams or other teams in the Big 12, I guess I should stop calling it the new look Big 12 because it's just kind of the new normal now. But Iowa State comes in at number two. They have 85% of their production coming back overall, 90% of the offense and 80% of the defense. Frogs do avoid Iowa State in the regular season. TCU will play Oklahoma State, who ranks fourth in the nation, with 77% of their production coming back, 79% on offense, 74% on defense. And then you jump down to Colorado at 15 with 72% of production overall, 69% on offense, 76% on defense. Utah at 16, uh, 72% overall, 75% on offense, 70% on defense. And Utah was one of the teams later on in this article that he mentioned as uh, a team that should really improve this upcoming year. Um, and a lot of that hinges on Cam Rising, their quarterback, coming back from injury. And he'll be a part of the group that was able to stay afloat and survive the year without him um, last season. He did factor in transfers, so uh, he factored in transfer production. He tried to basically plug in, like, look at, okay, what did this person do at their previous school uh, and factor that into what they could do and at their next stop. So he, he was looking at that as well, and I think that's part of the reason why TCU had a high score on defense too because they got some guys on that side of the ball um, that played a lot this past season. And he talked specifically about TCU improving this upcoming year. Um, he said, Coach Sonny Dyson and his Horned Frogs need a rebound after falling from 13-2 and two to 5-7 and seven last year. 
with some transfer additions on offense, namely Boise State wide receiver Eric McAllister and San Diego State left guard Cade Bennett, plus complete remodel of the secondary. They'll likely get it. Uh, now, one thing that's interesting to me, I'm totally on board with McAllister being a, a guy that's going to factor in immediately. I think he's going to start at that outside receiver position, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities to get the football. Uh, I do think it's interesting you mentioned Cade Bennett. And, and the only reason I say that is Cade graded out really well in pro football focus last year at San Diego State. He started his career at Oklahoma State. But Jeremy Clark from 247 Sports has reported that he won't be here until the summer. Um, so, I mean, on one hand, he's an experienced player. Hopefully that's not going to be a huge problem. But I do wonder, is he going to be able to start right away? The hope is yes. I think if he's on your interior offensive line, along with Deary um, and, you know, plug-in player X, uh, then that could be a good align. And we'll see. You know, Michael Nichols has a good chance to take that other tackle spot as well. I think there's a lot of options with the O-line uh, that are going to make this team solid. It's just about how quickly can those guys come together and gel and how good can they be um, going into new season at keeping Josh Uber upright and at, you know, getting a push – getting guys off the line of scrimmage so that these running backs have room to run. Um, so what does this mean? I mean, typically he says, Bill Conley says he's been collecting these production data since 2014. Um, and about 5% of the teams, uh, or excuse me, uh, if you if you return like 80% of your production each year, then you're talking about um, – improving by 6.4 points per game in S&P Plus ratings. And so your efficiency is going to get better. Your scoring is going to get better by about a touchdown per game if you're talking about, you know, bringing back 80% of your production. So TCU is not quite at that 80% threshold, but they're close um, at 71% overall. And, you know, 63% of your offense coming back is a big deal. Again, I think it's just – it's about – you know, what does that offensive line look like? Because your skill guys at the receiver position are coming back. You brought in a really good tight end in Drake Dabney, who's going to be able to uh, be a factor over the middle of the field. You have a quarterback in Josh Hoover who should have a good handle on this offense, and I think he's going to have an entire offseason where he kind of knows he's the guy. Um, I mean, Ken Seals will have something to say about that, but I, I ultimately think Josh Hoover is going to be the dude. And then running back is, is the question mark at, at the skill spot. But if you have a good offensive line that's able to open up holes and openings for your running backs, um, then those guys can be effective. And so that to me, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, it, it's it's a couple factors on this team. Can this O-line protect Josh Hoover and, you know, be efficient in the run game and make things happen? And then defensively, how quickly can you adjust your new scheme? How fast can you uh, get to a point where you're playing um, at, a, at a high speed, you know, fundamentally making tackles, um, not allowing big plays. If TCU could have just eliminated those things last year, they would have been a much better football team. You know, there were games where they just didn't tackle well and gave up huge chunk plays, and that's a sign of a bad defense. So hopefully this defense this upcoming year is better, um, and I think that's going to tell the story of, of who and what TCU looks like this upcoming season. Before we go to break, um, yesterday I talked about Chance Abel's new 2025 commit. Uh, for TCU football wide receiver who played his first couple um, years of high school ball at Nauman Forest. He's going to transfer to Dallas Christian for a senior year. But I asked a Nauman Forest, uh, excuse me, a Nauman Forest football coach about, you know, 
chances, um, opportunity at the next level, if he's going to be a good player, what type of insight he had. And he said he's a really good kid. Upside is through the roof. Um, he loves Coach Kelly and TCU. If he continues to work hard, uh, then he's going to be great. Frog Nation will be very happy with him. Um, and he said he thought I was right re- regarding his ranking. The ranking's coming. There's going to be more teams that jump in on him as well. But I think the relationship and location will keep him at TCU. So, you know, again, a good scouting job by TCU, finding him kind of early in the process. And now the challenge is going to be holding on to him and hopefully continuing to foster that relationship um, to a place where he feels comfortable sticking with his commitment, even with, you know, more attention coming his way through his senior year. And hopefully he has a big senior year at Dallas Christian um, and he can come into TCU and, and get it done starting the 2025 season. So Chance Abel's 2025 wide receiver, he's committed to TCU. Um, and today we're talking about returning production for this team. When we come back, we'll get into some TCU hoops talk. What do I think about this bench unit? One of you, uh, one of our listeners asked me about that. That's coming up next year on Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. Super Bowl Sunday coming up, man. Do you have your plans ready? You got your party or that you're going to or are you hosting? Go to fanduel.com slash locked on new customers. If you make a $5 bet, you can get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets with one $5 bet, and they have all kinds of opportunities uh, for Super Bowl Sunday prop bets, or you can just you know make the traditional money line bets. Who do you think is going to win the game? The Niners, the Chiefs, who do you think is going to score the first touchdown? Will it be Travis Kelsey getting a pass from Patrick Mahomes? That's been a deadly connection in these playoffs. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel also has an app that's super easy to use, but FanDuel.com slash locked on. New customers, um, $200 in bonus bets with one $5 bet. It's FanDuel, where the game starts. Proud sponsor of the Locked On Network and the official betting partner of the National Football League. So on yesterday's show, I talked about uh, the Frogs' disappointing loss to Texas, and Jared chimed in. And he said, Stephen, do you have confidence in our bench unit? We already went through a difficult part of Big 12 play. Jacoby Coles has his legs finally. O'Bannon has shown flashes when given minutes. Jameer Nelson Jr. has adjusted to higher competition. Just consistency is an issue with the bench mob, in my opinion. The talent and the experience is there. So I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Jared, with the consistency part. Uh, yes, I mean, in a vacuum, short answer, I think I have confidence that the bench can be really good. I mean, they've been running 10 deep this year, which is a much deeper team than Jamie's had in the past. Um, and I think I think Jacoby Coles and Jameer Nelson Jr. are the key when we talk about the bench because those are the guys that when they're scoring the basketball, they really raise the ceiling of this TCU team. And I thought Jameer had turned the corner with um, – what he did against Baylor, he had a great game against Baylor in that triple overtime effort where he was scoring the ball. You know, they end up getting a gritty win on the road. And then he kind of has disappeared in the last couple games against Texas Tech and against Texas on Saturday. But I think when Jameer's leading the charge with that bench unit and scoring, this is a really good basketball team. And I, I still believe in Jacoby Coles. I feel like he's coming along, like you said. Seems like he's finding his legs. He looks really confident against Texas, if those two guys are playing up to their potential, um, then this can be a great team. You know, when I was looking I was looking at season stats today after you asked me this, and Emmanuel Miller's their leading scorer at 15 points a game. Next is Micah Peavy at 11, and then it's sort of a lot of guys that are jumbled up in that 7 to 10 range. Um, and 
throughout the year, they've kind of traded off. Like they've had a lot of guys, whether it's Avery Anderson or Jimmy Nelson Jr. or Trey Tennyson at times that have kind of been that X factor, that guy that's taken over when they've had to have it. Um, and so that's been good. It's also led to some inconsistency at times, I think, which has been a problem. But as far as the rest of the bench, I mean, I think like Chuck O'Bannon, Xavier Cork, um, and those are, I mean, those are kind of the nine guys that are going to play the most. Like they're, they're good players. I think Chuck is going to give you solid minutes. Um, he gives you some size in the backcourt. He helps you with rebounding. He's got some position flex in the way that he can guard different guys. He can go down and guard somebody in the low post and do that relatively well. And you'll, you'll have a few nights. You know, we had one in Waco against Baylor where he was shooting the three. And if he's hitting threes, then that's a big plus. You know, Cork is pretty limited offensively, um, but he he rolls the rim hard and he typically gets some opportunities, you know, whether it's a dunk or a layup, and then also gives you good effort rebounding and playing defense, those guys are going to give you solid minutes, and you know what you're going to get from them, um, and that's great. But Coles and, and Nelson, in my mind, are the players that if your team's going to go to the next level, those are the guys that have to step up and start scoring more consistently. Um, but overall for this team, I said this yesterday, I think how far they they go – and this is not typical of a Jamie Dixon team, but the half-court offense I think is pretty solid. Even, you know, late in games it can get a little dicey, again, kind of depending on who has the hot hand that night. But I feel like they have a lot of options of different guys that can go create offense and score. You know, you can run things through Emmanuel, Pillar, Emmanuel Miller excuse me, in the high post. Micah Peavy has been really good off the bounce this year. Um, Tennyson is a guy that you can run a play for to get a spot-up shot. Anderson and Nelson can play in the pick-and-roll and can go off the dribble and get their own shots. Um, but offensively, I think they're pretty solid when they're not making lazy passes and turning the ball over. I feel like what's going to tell the story of this team is defense. You know, when their effort is good defensively and when their effort is good on the glass, they're really hard to beat. When they kind of lose sight of that, then they fall behind. And even in the wins that they've had lately – you know, Oklahoma State, they fell behind by 19 points. Against Baylor, they were behind by 10 points. Against Tech, they were down by 11 for a good portion of the first half. And part of it's, I mean, when you fall behind like that, both sides of the floor are failing. But I think it starts with defense. When you're giving up easy buckets, when you're giving up backdoor cuts, when you're not playing hard on the defensive side of the ball, then it affects what you're doing on offense. You start pressing. You start making lazy passes. You start turning the ball over. And then it sort of snowballs. And, I mean, Texas did this. Like, they blitzed the pick and roll. They, they thought they could make things happen against these guards when they did that, and they were right. And so that's going to be the game plan until TCU shows that they can handle it. Like, until these guards show that they can split the double team or make a pass out of it or run the offense effectively, even when they face those situations – teams are going to continue to go at them and be aggressive and try to force these turnovers because, I mean, that's that's been the way to, to beat TCU so far this year. Um, and this is a tough league, man. I mean, yesterday Kansas State went on the road and beat – or Kansas went on the road to Manhattan and Kansas State beat them. And that's a K-State team that struggled this year. Like, everybody's taking L's from time to time. Now, I will say, I think the Big 12 is really solid. I think it's the best basketball league in America, and it's not really close. I'm not sure there's a, a team that's going to win a national title in this league this year. Like, I think there's teams that can. 
but you don't really have a dominant – like Baylor, when they won the national title, they were dominant in Big 12 play. Kansas, when they won the national title the year after, they were pretty dominant in Big 12 play. Um, this feels like a year where there's a lot of really good teams that, you know, if, if the bracket breaks right, they could make a big run. I'm not sure if they could go all the way. Uh, but that being said, it's a, it's a knife fight every single night. And you're going to have disappointing games where you take losses. It's about bouncing back. But for TCU, I think the, the frustrating thing has been these losses feel so preventable. At least some of them do, right? Like Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas to a certain degree, even though the Horns, you know, just played well um, in Fort Worth on Saturday. There were just missed opportunities that um, killed your chances. And that's, I mean, that's life in the Big 12. But I think this bench unit's good. I feel like Coles and Nelson are the key, though. To really unlock it and take it to the next level. We'll wrap things up next when we come back. It's Locked On Horn Frogs, your team, and we do it here every day. You have to take care of your car. eBay Motors, millions of parts for your car, right parts, right fit for your ride every time. Passion, drive, and patience. It was, it's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Um, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with your eBay guaranteed fit, your parts guaranteed to fit your ride. Every time you're going to earn your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need and the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. That eBay guaranteed fit program is only eligible for U.S. customers. Get uh, get the right parts for your car every time at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, a million parts for your MVP. A couple more responses or comments from the YouTube page from uh, Monday's video, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. But um, Brian Caper said, thanks again, Stephen, for the show. TCU tennis is on fire already. Yeah, I meant to mention TCU men's tennis yesterday. They had a, a really cool comeback win against Tennessee. Um, so the way tennis works is you have you have your doubles point where you have three doubles teams that go against each other, and then you have your singles matchups, and, you know, each singles matchup counts for a point, and um, whoever wins the most gets it. So TCU uh, – actually lost their doubles point to Tennessee for the first time all year and battled in singles, ended up winning four to three, won some great matches, came back, got it done. So really nice win for David Arditi and his club. They stay undefeated and they'll be headed to uh, the ITA indoor national championships soon. Um, and they have won that national title two years in a row. Now it's not, it's not an official NCAA event. The outdoor uh, championships are the official NCAA event, but they've been really good in that tournament the last few seasons. And so uh, actually that's going to kick off February 16th. Um, they go to uh, Michigan um, on the 13th, so a week from today. They go play at Michigan, and then they'll play in the ITA Indoor National Championships February 16th through the 19th. And so good luck to them as they try to go defend that national title again. Um, and then Kelly Norcross said, I love the football coverage, but please keep up the basketball and other sports coverage, whether they win or lose. We follow the Frogs because their team, they're our team. We need the students to show up to every game. Um, and there's great parity in the conference. And, you know, she kind of goes on to say, sometimes you take losses. Um, thank you, Kelly, for chiming in. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 
I try to keep tabs on everything. Um, I will say if you ever wonder why I lead with football for most of the year, I mean, the, the honest answer is because it's what gets the most views and it's what gets the most responses. And so I kind of play to that. Now, once we get into March, I mean, I'm going to lead heavy with basketball. I'm going to do a baseball preview later this week. I'll have plenty of baseball coverage, you know, once those games start and get going. Um, I, I try to do reactions after the Tuesday games and then after the series. So, yeah, I definitely plan to uh, do as much coverage as possible about all the other sports. But football kind of drives the bus like nothing else. So I do play to that um, kind of year round. But as always, like feel free to if, – if that's not what you want, let me know. Like if you want more basketball coverage, if you want more um, baseball coverage, tennis coverage are kind of limited in what I can talk about other than just running down – like what happened, but if there are other sports that you want me to talk more about, I will gladly, you know, take that feedback and listen to you. But football is typically what gets the most responses, but I'm not going to ignore the other sports. We talk a lot of basketball and baseball here as well, and we try to keep tabs on everything here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. So I'll be back tomorrow. It's your team, and we do it here every day. We're free and available wherever it is you get your podcast.